0: From JMI Wealth, Andrew Kelleher. Good morning. Yeah, very good morning, Crunch Mike. Crunch those numbers for me. Here we go. Here we go. Lots of headlines about this, obviously. So uh, you know, none of this is new news at this stage. But the employment numbers yesterday—the last big piece in that puzzle—that sort of indicates what should happen with with monetary policy. And as you've talked about this morning, Mike, unequivocally strong everywhere you look at this data. But all you know—all of the indicators, all of the pointers over the last couple of months were giving us a pretty strong read on this. Um, Activity surveys, business outlooks, they're all pointing towards us. So it was no surprise the numbers were strong. What was a surprise was that they were even stronger than expected. So, you know, lots of data in the lease, you've got the Household Labour Force Survey, Labour Cost Index, Quarterly Employment Survey, so at the headline number, you've given us the unemployment rate 4%, consensus expectations were at 4.4%, so previously what was it, 46 47 so that's a precipitous fall, and it's the largest fall in the actual number of unemployed since the HLFS began in 1986. Um, employment, Up 1.7% annually, but importantly, up 1% in the June quarter. So what's happening there, Mike? It's accelerating into this point. 0.9% rise in the labour cost index. That's wages. That's the highest quarterly rise since 2008. So you get the picture now where everyone's getting a bit excited about this. Uh, More focus these days on the underutilisation rate. Well, it fell as well from 12.1% to 105 Big numbers. Was it all meet mine, other than just jobs, jobs, jobs everywhere? Well, wage inflation is strong. And the fear here is that this could get worse. So you're getting this employment surge, you're getting this wage surge, far quicker than than originally had been forecast. So let's pivot back to the Reserve Bank. You've got the policy targets agreement uh, between the bank and the Minister of Finance. So a number of the boxes there are now well and truly ticked. Uh, Maximum sustainable employment, we're probably above that level in terms of you know achieving maximum stable employment inflation we're there it's all now just a question mike about persistence and so where are these factors heading and are the current monetary policy settings uh, correct so the current policy settings are extremely accommodative we've got the covid settings we've got the emergency settings if you believe that any degree of these factors are persistent is an almost undeniable argument that monetary policy normalisation needs to begin right now. So the OCR needs to go up. The question is how much, how quickly. The market is now forecasting 1% by the end of the year, further increases next year, and the, what we talk about is the terminal rate, the top, hmm. that could be higher than previously forecast. And uh, Mike, there's a wee problem in all this as well, and I think we talked about this yesterday, right. so one part of the mandate is problematic, What what, what what's that? It's house prices, and it brings the levers into play that we talked about yesterday. Now you've got the added complication that they'll be applying those levers and hiking interest rates at the same time. And The final point I would make here, Mike, is that there's not a great deal that you can do in the short term to alleviate the pressure in the labour market unless you do what? Unless you open the The borders. borders. And what's the chance of that? Well, you would like to think it's quite high, but sadly, back to reality, it isn't, which brings in Air New Zealand, of course, and their numbers yesterday ugly, because if you can't fly when the bubble's not working, where are you going? No, so sort of a, so a bit of a I'll, I'll do, there's a bit of a smorgasbord of things I want to say here. So the key to resolving some of this economic stress is getting the border open, and that needs to be a blooming priority. I had a conversation yesterday with one of the returning Olympic team members. You know, we're virtually the only <laughs> one of the only teams in the world, aside from Australia, where they're coming home to isolation prison. So vaccination is the key. So the tail end of the vaccination program is the problem. You need to get to the tail end as quickly as possible because that's when it slows down. You need to give people a reason to get vaccinated. Australia have lifted that pace. They've got 35%, one dose, we're at 22 But in New Zealand, yeah, they revealed the cost of the suspension of the travel bubble with Australia. They originally forecast a $450 million loss around that. Well, that loss is... Uh, that, that was the original estimate. You've got to add another $80 million bucks onto that now because of the loss of the travel bubble. So need to get that border open, Mike. Dead right. What are the numbers? Uh, Dow Jones, 34,847, down 268, about 0.7%. The S&P 500, 4411, down 11, about a quarter percent loss, but the NASDAQ is up, uh, up 45 points, 14,806. FTSE 100, 7,123, that was up. The Nikkei lost uh, 58 points, 27. 584. Shanghai Composite up 29, 3477. The A6200 gained 29 as well, 7503. We had a boomer day yesterday, up 97 points on the index. 50 closing at 12,797.76% gain. Uh, the currency was stronger after the employment numbers yesterday, 0.7051 against the US, 0.9548 Aussie. 0.5954 euro, 0.5072 pounds, 77.19 yen, gold 1,812 dollars, and Brent crude down actually 70 bucks. Good stuff. Down 70. Down. I like it. I'm going to get 70 dollars, well, right? actually 70 dollars and 57 cents. Okay, so let's okay, not forget okay. the 57 cents. No, we won't. Okay, have a good one. See you tomorrow, Andrew Kelleher, JMI